What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, episode 11, the podcast where we talk about food and stuff. Um, today, I am joined by a very, very, very old friend of mine, someone I have known since grade school, literally. Um, maybe the upper grades in grade school, but definitely grade school. <laughs> um, you yeah. Know. And uh, Danielle Costa from Back to Basic Podcast. Uh, how are you doing, Danielle? I'm good, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on the other side of the mic. On the other side of the mic. Yes. See, I, see, I was on Danielle's podcast, Back to Basic, which I'm going to mention about 50 times, so you guys should totally go check it out. Um, Back to Basic, it's on Spotify, right? Apple, all that yep. stuff, right? Okay. All the good places. All the good places, yeah. Basically, where this streams to, except yours is far better. You have an intro. It's structured. It sounds better. So if you guys have the opportunity, by all means, go check out Danielle's podcast, specifically one with a guest uh, called Chris, aka Captain Cook. That's a really good episode. So you should totally check that one out. Oh yeah. That guy is going places. Let me tell you. Oh, I think so. Um, but yeah, so how, how is, how is everything? Give it, all right. So give people a little intro, tell them who you are, what you do, you know, stuff like that. Do my thing. Do your thing. So I am Danielle, like Chris said. I am a podcaster. I'm a radio host. I also work in marketing. That is my day job. Um, basically just love audio, I guess. Love media. Uh, I am a Westchester County girl, born and raised. Like Chris said, we went to middle school, high school together, did all the things. Um, and I am I know my podcast is back to basic and I guess there's a little play on who I am. I'm a little bit basic, but um, I like to say that I'm like basic adjacent. I got that from my friend, Christian, shout out. Nice. Um, I love all things pop culture and I think that's why I love the microphone and that's why I'm so excited to like talk to you because I just love talking about things. So yeah, it's a really bad elevator speech. I'm not the best at talking about myself, <laughs> but um you know, for, for a podcaster, I'm not the best at talking about myself, but you know, that's what I do. I talk. That's right, the best yeah. way to say it. Which is, which is good. Cause that leads me into my first kind of like a uh, prompt here. So like what actually, so you started in radio like a while ago, right? You've been working in radio for, for how mm -hmm. many years now? Uh, professionally, um, probably about six years, but I've been dabbling on and off in radio since college. That's which is, which is no offense, but like, 10 years oh god right? don't remind me <laughs> i know yeah. I, hate, I hate to bring up how old you were getting but yeah oh no yeah is danielle, yeah. danielle and i are actually 45 years old and we are aging extremely well for 45 i would say that is not even <laughs> funny um but yeah so what actually what what i guess like what actually wanted to get you like what made you want to get behind the microphone like what made you say like i want to be in like media i want to be in radio i want to be in like communications and stuff and have my voice echoed across tens of thousands of people speakers? Uh, well, I think it's because, I mean, you knew me in middle school and high school and I, did. I, I don't know. I wasn't really a, um, what's the nice way to put it? What's nice to, what's the nice way to say it about Danielle at 16? I, not, I wasn't I'm exactly, sentence, I know you're not. Um, I wasn't exactly like popular and I didn't really have, I didn't find my voice, I guess is the best way to say it. Like yeah. I, I was kind of trying to figure out who I was. And I think that a lot of us obviously do, mm -hmm. but, um, ironically, this is something you will remember in our high school, they had a senior internship program. Uh, yeah. Wise. It was Wise. Nice. So I, again, at this point, didn't know who I was, what I wanted to do, who, what I wanted to be. And I picked being a teacher. Like I was like, 
I like kids. Everyone thinks I'm going to be a teacher. My dad was a teacher. Like it just seemed like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. So I'm going to be a teacher and shout out to all of my amazing teacher friends, because it is a very hard job. And immediately I was like, I can't do this every day. Like it is, it's fun when it is, but then it's hard. And it's just, it's my heart wasn't in it as much as I thought it would be. So there was, and it still is there, but there's a local radio station in New Rochelle called um, WVOX. Yes. You remember that one? Yeah, okay. yeah. The one on that little side road, right? Yes. I used mm-hmm. to drive by it. I used to live on the border there with Larchmont. I drove by it every day. Yeah. yeah so yeah. a few kids that we graduated with interned there. Right. And I got invited one day after school to come just to see them interning. And the producer there wanted a bunch of us to go on air. And he was like, I want to talk to you guys. Like you're seniors in high school. You're about to graduate. Like you're going to college. Like I want to just talk to you guys. And immediately I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not doing that. Like it's not happening. And they pushed us. And so they gave us like the official headphones and we sat in the studio. And I honestly was just like, I left that place and I'll never forget. I had the conversation with my cousin in the car and I said, I need to do that. Like, I don't know what that means, but I need to do that. And then changed my major and went into communications. And then in college, I had a radio show. I immediately went to, you know, like the club sign up things. And I immediately went to the radio station, had a show for four years, worked my way up there to being the general manager of the station, and then got my first taste of professional radio when I interned at Z100 in New York. So that just kind of cemented it for me. And I think to go back, that's like the story of how it started, but like to bring it back to why I think, um, and I obviously like know this now, like, you know, digging really deep and philosophical and stuff, but it helps me find my voice. It helped me to feel like I could speak and like tell my story while also like, I liked the aspect of hearing other people's stories. And like, I liked that communication aspect that I felt like I was missing. Um, and then I just, I love it. It's just, it's, it's very hard to explain. I mean, as a podcaster, I'm sure you kind of get it a little bit now. Like it's, it, there's, it's very intoxicating to have yes. the microphone in front of you. It is. Yeah. Um, it's, and live radio is just a whole well, other like, beast. You, that you need to have, you need to have metaphorical testicles, the size of mountains to do that because I would never, I I'm sorry, you, I give you so much credit for doing well, that thank because you. I, I, I stutter on a good day when I'm calm and collected. Sometimes I can't even imagine like if I had to do a live, no, absolutely not. Like I like, you you could do it. I think you could do it. You, you've, you get used to it. It's, um, I mean, my first time live was very like terrifying because I had been live in, in college and then I got a shot when I was interning to be live on Z100, which was, that was a whole new kind yeah, of terror. We're, we're going to talk about that after, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So. Um, and then I hadn't been behind the mic for a few years after college because I was like working in other areas of media and I was a producer. And so I was like behind the scenes. And then I had like a shot to be back live and I'll, I'll never forget. I, my heart was racing and it was terrifying, but it's a thing that you, it's a good fear because you kind of get over it. And also- I think that the fear, not the fear, I guess it's, I don't know, the nerves of being live. And I'm sure as a musician, like you can feel that it, it forces you into a different place. It yeah. forces you. It's working well under to, pressure. And it like yeah. Adrenaline a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, even now, like I've radio has also taught me, you know, in addition to finding my voice and being able to, to speak up, um, it's also taught me to uh, roll with the punches. 
right. in life and not even just in radio, but just in life. Because, Basically, yeah, like shit happens all the time. Yeah. You just kind of have to like, you have to, you have to go through it. You can't just like, if you messed up on live radio, you can't just walk away from the mic. I mean, you could, but you would probably not work in live radio. Oh, so. trust me. There have been stories, okay, of like me freaking out on air and you just, <laughs> you have to keep going. And it just, it really makes you look at life and you're like, okay, well, shit is going to happen. Like life is not perfect. What are you going to do? Are you going to just roll over or are you going to finish your thought, play the next song and just keep going? Yeah. And like, you know, no matter what you do, the next day is always going to come. So like, you're going to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to wake up no matter what, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's, that's a very, very good way to look at it. Cause a lot of people just would completely get scared off the entire experience, you know? Yeah. Well, it's fun. I think you would like it. I I really do. I think as a musician, as a podcaster now, I think that you would probably love it more than I haven't haven't been like a musician in many, many years, but, uh, cause, and I used to, it was weird though, when I was like a musician and I don't know how you are when you're on live radio or like Mm -hmm. a podcast. Cause like you seem, you pretty much, you were one of my, by the way, I have to mention this. I mentioned this on my podcast. I mentioned on yours. Um, aside from knowing you in high school, you were one of my first OG testers of my hot sauce. That's uh, right. Back in the day, because I did like a small giveaway when I was still adjusting the recipe. Not even when I first, you tasted it before it was even approved by Cornell. So, you know, kudos Ooh, how to hipster you. of me. I know, right? My God, you can literally <laughs> say I did it before it was cool. Um, but so, and, and then in person on the, you just, you seem like you're the same kind of genuine personality the whole time. Whereas when I was like a musician and I was under that pressure, I was completely different on stage i was the fuck it i was i was jumping around i was like a lunatic and i would say these weird things and i was singing these songs with like vulgar lyrics in some cases and i was just like i was a totally different person and it's kind of like when i when i i don't know if you've seen but like when i go live on like captain cook on my page or anything like that i you know i just kind of let my like an idiot i have the i turn the filter off and the thoughts just go from the back of my head out of my freaking mouth and that can sometimes be pretty good. It could also be like me playing it back and being like, fucking yikes. Like I should not, should not have said that. So yeah, it's hard to do that process simultaneously and just kind of, like you said, roll with the punches. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm interested, like, cause you, you fell into this after kind of being forced into an experience, not forced into an experience, but like yeah, you were no. kind of pushed on air and that kind of like brought you over that little bump, which yep. is cool because it was outside of school. Technically, yep. like it wasn't, technically. Like it wasn't part of your major, I guess I should say. And it wasn't part of your major. And a lot of people, myself included, don't figure out if they do go to college, they don't figure out exactly necessarily what they want to do until they've been taking courses and been there a while. Like for me, I didn't figure out what I wanted to do until I was at my second school. And, you know, cause I got, eventually I got a degree in film from purchase, mm-hmm. but I started when I, when we graduated in 2009, I was convinced I'm like, I'm a fucking, I'm gonna go into journalism. Like I took journalism courses at Eastchester and then I was going into like a journalism program. I wanted to just start doing journalism, blah, 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 whatever. And then it just, I, I started doing it. I was like, I fuck it. Like, I hate this so much. And then I transferred to WCC. I just took like basic requirements for a few semesters. And then I remember in my rebel days still, I needed to choose an elective. And I mm-hmm. looked at the advisor and I'm like, I don't, I don't care. She said, like, well, you have to choose one. And I'm like, no, you choose one. And I walked out of the office like an asshole. Yeah. And she chose film. <laughs> she chose film one-on-one and she chose a one-on-one film class. And I took that class. And after like two weeks, I just said, this is all I want to study. Cause I had already loved film. I had done a couple films senior year in the film festival. Mm-hmm. Had. Yep. I'd been a huge movie buff already for years. And now I was getting like a psychoanalytic approach to it. Cause my thesis that I eventually ended up writing 
for college was like a psychoanalytic approach to what happens to our brain while we actually watch cinema and like how it affects like memories and emotions that yeah well that'll be a whole other that's like a oh you need to do a podcast episode on that i want to listen to that i don't know if i can reach into those feelings again oh no (laughs) but anyway my, my, my point was like i i had to go through a lot of courses and like you know just like mild depression and like not knowing what i wanted to kind of land in an avenue of what i wanted to study you kind of did it outside and were able to jump in starting your major right and uh yeah iona Iona, right okay yep I just, that was off the top of my head. Yeah, that was good. I I didn't even research that. Sometimes I forget. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. People, yeah, people literally ask me, where'd you graduate from? I'm like, I was, uh, um, just like, it takes me like a 50 years ago. Um, I don't know. Let me look at my yearbook. Which, you know, so, and you work in radio, you do all the stuff. Let's, before I go to back to basic and touch upon that, yeah. tell me about, tell me about Z100. Tell me about how you ended up getting the internship. Tell me about what it was like. Yeah. If you ended up meeting people in the cast, because I used to circa 2012, uh that was like my morning shit like yep. every morning i would hear froggy i would hear frat boy like ev- like great tea frat like everything like i loved that stuff and it was like yeah. i eventually kind of like moved on to other stuff but what was it i mean i don't know if that overlapped with when you were interning there it might have it did 2012 yikes Fuck yeah me. that's crazy <laughs> it did. oh man that's crazy um so similar to you i grew i grew up listening to z100 i think we probably all did because we're in that we're in new york and that's the number one station in new york um, when I got into radio, I always, you know, really listened more to Elvis Duran, especially like in the mornings, I would like listen to it before class. And I really started to like learn about that. So I kind of basically like when I was a junior in college, our professors were like, you guys need internships. You're going into a very hard industry. It's media, it's competitive. You need experience. So I was a I think I was first semester junior, actually around this time, it was in November. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to start applying because I know that I want to be in this very competitive field. And I, I know that I have learned stuff in class and from being on the radio in college, but I need to learn more because it's one of those things that it's, you don't know it until you do it. And it's a real life experience kind of thing. And I think it's really important for most people to try those things because you may say, like you said, like, I want to be a a journalism major and then you do it and you're like, oh, I don't want to. So (laughs) I, you know, first semester junior year was like, I need to apply for internships next semester. So I'll never forget. I, the first thing I did was pull up, you know, the Elvis Duran website and tried to look for it because I knew that they, I had heard on the radio that they were hiring for the next semester and I saw the email. It was, I think at the time it was like interns at elvisduran.com or something like that. And it said, send your resume, send a cover letter. Tell us why you want this internship. So I was sitting on the couch and I was just like, I wrote this cover letter at this time. I, I don't think you ever really learned how to write a cover letter, but at yeah. the time it was like my first cover letter. I had no idea what I was doing. And I wrote this cover letter that basically, you know, I followed the format that our teachers told us to, but then I had this whole paragraph about how I grew up on Elvis Duran. Like, that's the reason why I love radio. Like, uh, and I just would love to be a part of it and learn from who I consider some of the best in the industry. And it was like this really sappy letter that I think I still have somewhere. Um, And I think like within a couple days, I got a call. And it was on my old BlackBerry. Yeah. I'll never forget the old BlackBerry. Oh, BBM, man. Yes. Oh, oh my God. And the reason I remember is because I got the call and it just had 
like it, the caller ID just said 100 or like, oh, 100 or something. And I didn't answer it because like I don't answer numbers I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, that's weird. And they left a message. And I answered the, I like, you know, what do you, you don't answer a voicemail. You check the voicemail. Check, I checked yeah. the voicemail and it was uh, whoever it was at the time uh, leaving a voicemail saying like, this is so-and-so from Elvis Duran. Like we want to set up an interview. And I like literally dropped my phone and I started crying. Cause I was like, what just <laughs> happened? Like, even if I don't get any further than this, that was the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. So I went into the city it was a whole, it was like a legit, it's a job interview. Like it's an intern interview. I went to the city. I like totally dressed up like black suit kind of thing because it was my first job interview like that. And I was told in college, I'm sure you were too. You always dress up and you do the suit and you do like, like clear nail polish and like straight hair. And you just like, you have to be professional. And I went down, my brother came with me shout out to Paul. He came with me because I didn't know where I was going. So he just like came for the day with me. It was right before Thanksgiving break. And I went in and, um, I was surrounded by all these people and I was just like, Oh my God, like, I, I, I can't do that. I, I, I can't do this. And David Brody. Yeah. Shout out David Brody. Um, he came out and he interviewed me. He was, wow. he's the one who, um, I don't know if he still does it, but at the time he handled a lot of the interns. Okay. So he came out and he interviewed me and it was like, a, it was a very chill interview. Like he asked a lot of like legit questions that I was like, oh my God, this is my first interview. Um, I think what kind of got me is we started talking about Star Wars. <laughs> this is total, I'm going on a tangent. Tell me if I should stop. No, but, this is um, why I have this freaking podcast. <laughs> I'm just like, you're like, how did you get started? I'm like, well, let me tell no, you. This is, this is what I want. You kidding me? I get to sit okay, back good. and listen. This is why I got a podcast. <laughs> I love this. Okay. So um, we talked about Star Wars and he asked me, uh, well, how do you watch Star Wars? Like, how do you watch the series? Are you a Star Wars fan? I am, yeah. Okay, so he asked, how do you watch? Meaning, like, like in- do you do it in chronological order? Like, watch yes. the shittier ones from the exactly. early 2000s and then the better ones? Yes, he goes, do you watch episode one through, yeah. I think, at the time? Or do like, you do like, it chronologically six. by year to see the developments of the And movie. I said, well, you watch it from the originals first and then you watch the newer ones. Yes. And I said, you watch, like, four, five, six, whatever. And he just went, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we were talking for a few more minutes and then he just like put his hand out and he right. was like, welcome aboard. And I just went, I was like, what? <laughs> and I literally, I, I'll never forget these things because I remember how I was, it was like my first experience with a job too. Yeah. And I put my hand out to grab his hand cause he put his hand out and I pulled my hand back and I went, what? And he goes, he was like, I don't, yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't really do this that much, but welcome aboard. And I guess he just meant like doing it right in that moment. And I was like, uh, uh, okay. Yes. He's like, are you saying no? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. And so like we, you know, we shook our hands. We had a nice, I love him. He's so, I still talk to him. He's, he's so great. But, um, and we walked out and he goes, by the way, love the outfit, but like, we're, we're pretty casual here. So you don't need to dress in a suit. And I was like, "Ah." yeah, I was like, I'm sorry. I just, he goes, no, no, no. I love that you dressed up, but you know, we're, we're, it's radio. And I was like, okay, okay. And, um, that's how it started there. Um, it was great. It, it honestly, to this day, is probably one of the best experiences and jobs of my yeah, life. Those, those kinds of experiences are like once in a lifetime. That's why oh, yeah. you apply for those kinds of internships because it's like, exactly. you know, you're never going to be able to do that again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially if you did intern once, they're not going to hire you as an intern again. You know, they're going to like get, you know, get yeah. your blood. So yeah. it's, but it was, that's, I can imagine that was 
And I'm assuming you met That's Elvis. Uh, yeah, we worked with Elvis. We at the time it was um, Carolina was there, and like TJ. Do you remember okay. TJ? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Greg T was there. Greg T. Um, we worked with all of them. They were all super sweet, super great. They really take the time to teach their interns. Danielle, Danielle was probably still there at that point, right? Danielle was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Carla Marie. Carla Marie, yeah, she yeah. was I still actually like Carla our Marie on social media. Yeah, 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 me too. I love her. Um, she was like our supervisor, so we okay. worked very directly with her as well. Um, it was really hands on, and it it really like honestly, I say this all the time. It cemented my love for it so much because I was just like, I want to do this all the time, and they really took the time to like make us do hands-on stuff like hands-on editing and like it was an actual useful internship not like you just going to get fucking coffee all the time basically. yeah exactly okay. right. yeah it, it was like i mean we did get coffee don't get me wrong like one right. time i had to go get do you remember um sai gangnam style yeah i had to go get his coffee are you serious yes i am and uh, like it was him and his entourage yeah i should have <laughs> it was him and his entourage and we had to like go he was at a different radio station by the time yeah. we got all the coffee and we walked in and he was just sitting there with the sunglasses on like really chill and i was like this is the coolest moment of my life like i'm getting gangnam styles frappuccino like is, who am i insane yeah um we did typical intern stuff but it was we learned a lot like i, I mean, learned that's, audio that's editing and yeah that's what's important yeah. is like how you do hands-on stuff because so many yeah. times internships at these places, it's just so people can put on their resume that they interned and they know that. So they just make you do kind of like runner, you know, go for useless yeah. bullshit. But if you, obviously you're going to have to get people coffee if you're an intern, you're going to have to do the task that nobody yeah, wants of to. Course. But if they can sprinkle in you actually getting experience and learning, that's the ideal situation. That's what you want. That's See, the fear of not having that is why so many people don't apply for internships Yeah, because it often does not happen like that. Often you go into these places and they're just like, you know, go get me coffee and you yeah. know, go get my laundry and uh, you need to go get us lunch. And then like, well, what do you want me to do? Well, I don't know. Wait there until, until I tell you what to do. And it's 100%. like, and they don't, they don't actually have you do hands-on stuff, which yeah. Which sucks. I mean, nobody wants yeah, to do that. Who wants anything. to do that? No. Because yeah, it if was... you can put on your resume, if you get put in a situation later on where you're expected to have some experience in this stuff. And you don't. Yeah. What are you supposed like, to do? Yeah. They're like, well, did you intern at that place? Like, doesn't. You yeah. Know, doesn't yeah. Know? That's why it was one of the best experiences because it was like the typical intern stuff. But like, I mean, one of the jobs, I don't know if it's still this way, obviously, because like I'm old and <laughs> it was a while ago. But um, one of the jobs for the interns then was uh, to be like part of the phone screeners. Okay. So we would help ans- with help the phone producer, who at the time was Carla Marie, answer the phones. And like, if you listen to Elvis Duran, you know a lot of that is like um, a lot of listener interaction, like funny phone calls and conversations. Yeah, I've called. I've called people yeah. a few times. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I answered you. Who knows? You might have. I got. Um, I got through once. I don't even remember what it was for. It was in the morning. I got through once. And uh, it was, I don't even remember what I asked. But. but yeah, I mean, that's, so we did that kind of stuff. We learned, like, it also helped us learn what was like really good on air stuff. Like mm. what was funny and what was engaging and, you know, listener attention span is quick. Like you're in the car, you're, you know, you're listening to snippets, you're commuting, you're doing, like, it's, it, you have to capture the listener's attention. Right. Um, and especially for like a show like Elvis Duran, like you're really hitting people in those like peak hours where they're preoccupied with getting to work on time. They're getting right. their coffee. They're bringing their kids to school. So and people are listening usually because that's they, yeah. they they were on at the time and they still are on at the time yeah. where you're in your car. Like you're not. It's yeah. not just something you have on in the background. Like it's it starts when people are 
commuting and you have nothing else to do except not crash your car. And so, and so you literally just listen. That's it. Yeah. And well, so, that's, I mean, it's morning know. drive. That's what it's yeah. literally called. It's called morning drive. So like yeah. it's one of the most pop mo- on most radio stations. It's one of the most popular uh, time slots, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was great and it cemented my love for it. I did it. So I did it that spring semester and then I was asked back for the fall semester. So I kind oh, nice. of did it for like a whole year. Um, and it was great. I mean, I met so many amazing people. I learned from like some of the best people in the industry and they're still so great. Um, and it was great cause you know, you got to work with them. Like I got yeah. to actually like talk to Elvis Duran and like one time I showed up and I had this outfit on and I brought him something in the studio and he just went, by the way, Danielle, like you look so great today. Like you're <laughs> doing so great. And I was like, Oh my God, Elvis Duran said, I look great. This is the best day. Like, so it was just like, they gave us confidence. I think, I, I think um, what people don't realize is basic human decency like that where you don't treat the interns like complete shit. Yes. Where you make people realize that even if they are doing, you know, a small, minute detail of a job, that it's still valued. Yes. And him even just like, you know, noticing and remembering your name, remembering your fucking name. He could have just said, thanks, Danielle. And that's it. And you probably would have been like, he fucking, he knows my name. That's amazing. You know, and like small human decency like that in those places they don't realize goes a long way. So when interns get treated like shit, it kind of bothers me because it's like you're seeing somebody who could be a huge asset in this industry one day and probably crushing their hope. Yes. Because they're like, I don't want to turn into this asshole, you know? Exactly. And it's, it's also just, it goes back to like the kindness element and like just because you're someone's boss doesn't mean you need to treat them like they are less than. And like, that's, and it's also like you're, if you're an intern, you're not all the time, but if you're an intern, a lot of the times you're young, you're fresh in the game. You don't know what you're doing. And like, that's a time, that's a formative time for someone's career. And you could totally crush them from even wanting to move forward. Like you could totally just ruin their lives essentially you know like if someone said to me like oh you suck who knows what I would be doing right now you know what I mean like it's just it was great and it was fun and there were definitely some moments that were just hilarious and I it's so funny that you vividly remember things like that I know Um, things like that stick in your mind you know right yeah yeah it really does and so all right so before I continue on that is that is insane sorry I went on like a little tangent but no 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 no. asked me how I got started I was like oh this is a great story you could probably (laughs) honestly you should consider doing an entire episode of back to basic about people who want to get into radio people want to get into podcasting and talk about experiences like that talk about if you're going to do an internship what is expected of you at big places like that talk about Mm -hmm. if you're going to start colleges like make a podcast for future radio people and get back to the basics of the radio industry exactly i'm going to use that i'll credit you in the show notes you freaking you better i will i will so all right before we move on there was something that stuck in my mind that i have to ask you're a star wars fan yeah do you watch the mandalorian i haven't Yes, dude. I know. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll, I won't lie. If you're a classic Star Wars fan, I don't know whether or not you're gonna like the Mandalorian, but it is created and put out there by John Favreau, which is never a bad thing. He's, I love John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. From everything. I mean, the thing that got me into him a lot, believe it or not, was not swingers or anything like that. It was chef. I don't remember the movie chef where he's uh, Carl Casper. He's a chef and he like gets a food truck after he gets fired from his restaurant job. It sounds familiar. I have to look it up. It's it's streaming somewhere. Okay. He wrote, he wrote, wrote directed and starred in the movie all right wow and he is just it's brilliant it's it's what one it's what got me to start cooking more i'm not even kidding stop are you serious no and he has a giant chef knife tattoo on his arm so like that's I love amazing this, but the reason that i kind of got this was to always remind me of why 
you know, I like I just I always looked at that tattoo and I'm like, that's so fucking boss. Like I just love that. That's that's and, awesome. I mean, granted, in the movie, his goes from like here to like there, but so, <laughs> but uh, don't diminish it. It's still cool. You know, I just got a new tattoo. So, but, Did you? Um, yeah, what is it's, it? It's a yeah, <laughs> for these people listening. You're enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is a baguette that my friend uh, drew <gasps> for me. Oh, that's cool. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. The detail's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. So do people on the radio like that? All right. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm recording the video, but they, they don't know that. See, look what yeah. I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> anyway, How sorry. many fingers um, am I holding? Yeah, exactly. No, all right. So first of all, watch The Mandalorian. Yeah, I need to. I, I have to start season two, but season one, I was so reluctant because I've been a love-hate Star Wars fan. I loved the early Star Wars epi- uh, episodes from back in the 70s because I, yeah. I was a kid and I fell in love. And then the episode one that came out, it wasn't like complete trash when I was a kid. And then as I got older, I'm like, "Ah, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I kind of like, like yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And then Mando came out and I was like, you know, maybe I should just give it a try. And it is just so fucking good. Aside from the fact that baby Yoda is just amazing. I do love baby Yoda. It is. It is just so good. So you actually absolutely have to watch that. Now I want to transition before I talk about back to base, uh, you know, mm-hmm. no, we'll, we'll touch, we'll briefly touch on back to basic. Okay. And then I'm going to go into like some food questions if that's cool. Cause Ooh, I love I that kind of promise people are talking about food at some point. Um, food and stuff. It's food and stuff. This is heavy yeah, on food the and stuff, stuff. This episode. I, yes. and people listening should know by now I'm not here cooking with you. It's not about that. It's just about having like-minded people on, you know, I've had an artist on a couple episodes Yeah. and yeah, she has nothing to do with food. She and I did a collab together, but she paints like she has nothing to do with whatever. So whatever, fuck it. It's my show. I could do what I want. Anyway, there it is. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Nobody can tell me what to do. Um, all right. So back to basic. How did you, yeah. I know you've done uh, 10, no. Oh, I just posted my 17th episode. 17th. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. My God. And that has not been Thank that you. long of a time. You started in, in July. July. Yeah. I was going to say in the summer. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, like, in the summer. Cause you do. All right. I so know. for everyone listening, it's every Wednesday, right? Yep. Every Wednesday is sweet. Every Wednesday. There's a new podcast, Spotify, Apple, back to basic. Check it out. Yes. Um, and Anyway, so how did you, like, I know, obviously, you love all things, you know, you love analyzing things basic, but yes, why, of did, course. why, like, why that? Like, what made you actually want to start? Like, what gave you enough inspiration for you to be like, I have to make a podcast about this and not just like, oh, this is something I like. Yeah. Um, so basically about, at this point, a couple of years ago, I had a local radio show in Greenwich on a local station. Um, it was like called the Danielle Costa show because I'm super original. And it was interviewing like local artists and musicians, actors, business owners. Um, and then there was a, like, it was a very heavy emphasis on pop culture. Um, and at the time I would like always joke cause I love a pumpkin spice latte. So I'd always joke and call myself basic and, and, um, you know, it just kind of became this joking part of my identity that was also kind of true, yeah. um, that I kind of owned. And I was like, well, why is that a bad thing? Like, yeah, why exactly. is like, it at always you a laugh bad about thing? it? At first you yeah. laugh about it, like, <laughs> no, it's, uh, but then it's exactly. like, but then you're like, oh, whatever, this is who I am, you know? Exactly. And I was like, it's not really a bad thing. And the more I talk to people, the more I realize, well, we all kind of have that a little bit. Um, and then it kind of turned into, well, you know, maybe not all of us are basic, but we all have similarities and we all are like striving to live, you know, our best lives and, you know, maybe find our passions or pursue our passions or whatever it may be. So, you know, when my radio show ended, um, just due to, you know, radio industry stuff, uh, and I was like, I, I need to turn this into a podcast. Like, I really want to keep doing this, but I want to 
build it out a little bit more. Obviously, as you know, there's things that you can say and you can't say on the radio. Yeah. And, radio, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. why people got podcasts because like, I'm sick of having to like think about oh, yeah. sentences. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it was, and it was kind of like, okay, and I can like own this. I can do what I want with this. Like this could be my thing. Um, and it, not going to lie, it took, I talk about it in my podcast. It, it took a while to get there because it's a scary thing. I don't know if you feel the same way, but it's a scary thing to be like, I'm going to now put myself out there in this way and own this thing and, oh, yeah. and build this thing. And I have no one else helping me. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so it took me a while. I also, at the time, like there was a time frame in between there where I was working like four jobs at once Jesus Christ! and I just like, didn't have the mental energy for it. And, you know, finally I was like, I need to do this. I need to do this. And I sometimes suffer from uh, FOMO, like social media comparison. I think a oh, lot yeah. of us do. Yeah. And I kept seeing people like doing all these amazing things and like, they're incredible. And I'm like, why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? Right. Um, it took quarantine, obviously, for me to push myself to do it. Right. But um, basically, pun intended, <laughs> it was a way for me to kind of, I like to sometimes refer to it as like my podcast blog. Like it's like, I'm sure for you too, like the things that are in your head that you oh, want yeah. people to hear. Oh, yeah. And then it was like, but I also want to talk to people because that's so much of what I love about radio. It's the communication right. and the connection and the storytelling. So I was like, why don't I talk to people who are doing all these amazing things that I kept seeing on social media that I'm like, oh, they're so cool. Like, that's amazing. Why don't I talk to them about what they do and then find our commonalities, whether that is in the basic aspects of things like or if that's just in us sitting here you know bullshitting and we're just like having a good conversation and it's just like oh like okay like we're on the same level like we're all we're different but let's celebrate that difference but also we share a lot of the same things too so i think over kind of how it got started well that that like fomo aspect that you were talking about i think overcoming Mm -hmm. that and not comparing yourself like i just i just put out a blog because i have a blog as well that i write about like food and it's gotten more um like I, it's gotten very wordy, you know, cause I, I, I did creative writing for many, many years and now I'm kind of going, like, I've been listening to a lot of Anthony Bourdain and reading a lot of his books. So I just, got, okay. I just, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna say whatever I want. And in the last blog I did, I kind of had this whole section at the end about, which is true. I used to really, really worry about um, how I looked on social media compared to real like professional chefs, because mm-hmm. I follow a lot of them and some of them local ones follow me. Like, and we talk, you know, I knew a few of them personally from restaurants and Nourishelle and like Larchmont. And so I was thinking like, you know, oh my God, like I would, in the back of my mind, sometimes I'd post something stupid that I made or something simple. And I'd be like, they're going to fucking see that. Like what, you know? And I think you have to understand that true brilliance is understanding why something is valuable and understanding why it's amazing and getting almost back to the basic. Like that's literally what I said in there is getting back to, you know, the very simple fundamental reason as to why you love it, you know? And like you need to understand, you know, if you go to a fancy fresh restaurant, you order duck confit, you know, or, you know, you know, Coca Laurent, like anything like that, um, you know, duck a l'orange, anything like that. You have to understand why those ingredients are so good. And more often than not, Restaurants that have smaller, less complicated menus tend to be the better ones. Dishes that only have three or four ingredients tend to be the tastier ones now. It's like there's a certain beauty in ordinary things and simplicity. And I think when you realize like I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to appreciate this for like the bare bone reason of why it is what it is. And 
whether you discover that in cooking or podcasting or radio, I think it's important to make that distinction for any kind of creative people, because if you're constantly comparing yourself, it's, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. You're just like, yeah. there's, there's no, and like, I get so frustrated sometimes and I have to bring myself out because I'll see something that somebody posts. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like I just, I get like so yeah. angry. I'm like, no, we all do it. It's like, even when I would watch like videos of people playing guitar, you know? I like there's this guy I idolize. His name is Tommy Emmanuel. He's like a one man band with his fingers. His thumb plays bass lines while his other fingers are playing different melodies. It's wow. insane. Yeah. But and I've always would say to myself when I watch his videos, I could sit in a room for 10 hours a day and practice 10 hours a day and I would never be that good. And that's again missing the point of focusing on something for the right reasons, you know? Yeah. And the fact that you were kind of able to make that distinction and you know, not kind of let yourself fall into that total FOMO and not let yourself completely be compared and be like, well, you know, this is good, but I know podcasters and they have better podcast. Like, no, it's not what yeah. it's about, you know? And yeah, I think, it's about know. doing it. Right, exactly. It's about doing it. Yeah, I mean, it it took quarantine for me to finally just get myself to do it because I, I am kind of an eternal procrastinator. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just- I have, I have like 12 ugh. ongoing projects that have just been Always. evolving for like a year. Yeah. Always. I'm like looking over there at my like needlepoint that's like half finished. <laughs> and <laughs> like, I, oh, that, I, was, that was a fun thing in April when I took up knitting. <laughs> yeah, basically. But I mean, I, I'm always thinking five steps ahead and sometimes I need to bring myself back to the moment. And I think- with this podcast in like particular, like I was able to be like, okay, like I want to do this because I enjoy talking to people. Like I enjoy like learning from their story and learning from them. And you know, the kinds of podcasts I love too are like those great conversations, like the ones yeah. where you just feel like your friends are talking and you're just right. like, oh, I just learned something new or, oh, you know what? Like I can do that too. And I wanted to give, you know, listeners that and be like, look, these people are doing their thing and like you can too, no matter what that may look like for you. Right. And obviously like, you know, it's basic quote unquote in like branding and fun stuff like that. And um, it's, it's kind of evolving a little bit uh, away so much from like the very heavy basicness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like still like I love pop culture and I love that kind of stuff. So there's still like a lot of emphasis on that as well. And it's kind of like taking the, serious good conversations like the deep conversations and kind of adding in like the fun stuff so it's like a light way of being like you know you can get out there and do your thing too and then also like let's talk about ted bundy so <laughs> it's you know what i mean like so it, it's the the it's just fun i love talking to people it's why i got into it as i said earlier and yeah. um you know having your own podcast it's a lot of work but it's fun it is. And look, guys, if you're listening for any other, if for no other reason for what Danielle just explained, you should listen to her podcast for that. Cause that's exactly what it is. It's just good conversation between people who genuinely look like they want to speak, which is good. I don't think you would have anyone on who'd be like, mm, I don't know, man, we haven't talked in yeah. 20 years. So yeah. Right. Like, like then don't, certain... then don't come on a podcast if you right. don't want to talk. Like not to, not to put anyone on blast, but like there's people like from high school that we knew that will never be invited on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like staying quiet because yeah because along with you i you know was not one of the popular ones um we were in marching band together so we we're in marching band <laughs> thank you for thank you for bringing that up fuck god i have to <laughs> relive that all right um childhood trauma fucking donald Olson. childhood right, trauma and a saxophone <laughs> <laughs> i know at least i got to play a saxophone um all right so let's let's transition now you are italian right by si. heritage as am I. I'm 100% Italian. So Me you too. probably grew up with a lot of food, right? Yes. Um, before I ask you how food would tie into a radio job, which I bet you think there wasn't a question, but I fucking found one. Um, I love before, it. Before I go into that, what, like, all right, 
like hands down best weeknight or like Sunday meal from an Italian mother, grandmother, whatever that you would take all the time. Mm, like one that probably you would, like if somebody was not Italian, right? You're talking yeah. to your freaking I don't know Scottish friend, and you know they've been eating haggis their whole life. They don't know what the hell good food tastes like. You, um, you give the, okay. no offense to haggis. <laughs> I, I did not say that. You did <laughs> completely offense to haggis. It's fucking <laughs> that people even shove that in their mouth. Anyway, uh, like one thing you say to your friend, like if you're gonna have an Italian meal at your friend, you know Giuseppe's house, go there and eat this. What would it be? Um, I, I have to stick with like a good lasagna because personally speaking, like the lasagna in my house, specifically like my grandmother's lasagna, you're talking like off the boat Sicilian. Um, we, that was like a special occasion lasagna. Like you got that on Christmas Eve. You got that on Thanksgiving because we're so Italian that we eat pasta on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. And it. It's one of those things that is just so good. You get the pasta, you get the gravy, which like if you're not Italian means the sauce. Yeah, yes, yeah. Some people call it gravy. Some people, yeah. Yeah, we call, like, it yeah, yeah, yeah. call it gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have like the cheese and it's just like, it's like basically like a melty pasta cake. Like it's just like, it's everything. And I grew uh, up on it. So I feel like I'll always say like a good lasagna because also right. it's easy to mess up las- like a lasagna. Yeah. So you know, you need a good one. You need like True. a good Italian lasagna, but that you, was like, do you cook at all? Do you cook any, like Italian, do you cook at all? Any um, like I like, I dabble. I've okay. started to teach myself a little bit more. Okay. Ironically, I was doing one of those like meal kit things like oh, no, yeah, uh, no, yeah, Freshes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah I've done that. Yeah. I've done HelloFresh. I've done a few. Yeah. And it actually has helped me like learn certain techniques of things that I didn't well, see, that's, know. That's why those are good. Those, first of all, if you're any kind of, not just an Italian, but a human, yeah. those portions are not enough for two people. I don't care yeah, what they true. say, but that's not why they exist. I mean, yeah, maybe they exist for like, you know, 90 pound people that live in Brooklyn, but, um, <laughs> but what the reason, real reason that they exist is so that like, you know, we, we did that once with like a great enchilada recipe. Right. And now Brittany, my wife makes enchiladas all the time, kind of adapted from stuff that she yeah. learned and that, that we made together. And it's also like, it's, if you're doing it with somebody too, it's like a cool experience. Even if you're by yourself, you get to follow along. I did it with uh, Marley spoon, which is like Martha Stewart combined with them. Okay. Yeah. I did a, I did a dish like that. We've did hello fresh a bunch of times like we still to this day make really good like you know we made a bulgogi ball once like a korean oh yes i've made that one yeah it's so good so good good. yes but they exist for like techniques like that you know it's 100 percent. so it's taught me that stuff and like i've learned a little bit from family like right learned a little bit from my grandmother i've helped her make like the lasagna right my brother filmed her making the lasagna because we were like we need to get the recipe we need to learn how to make it yeah yeah we need to learn how to make it and we need the gravy recipe like that is like yeah and you can't ask an italian grandmother like it amounts because they won't tell you no and in the video it's hilarious because he's filming it because you remember paul also did film yeah Yeah. so he like had the legit equipment and he like zooms in because she's doing making the gravy and he goes she, she throws something in. I don't even remember what it was, sugar maybe or something. And she goes, okay. And he goes, well, how much? And she goes, oh, I, I'll show you. And she grabs her hand and she goes, look at this as much and puts more in. So much, yeah. And I was like, you just put it in. She goes, oh, it's okay. I'm like, <laughs> so Paul's in the video going, so what's the measurement? Look at this much. And so we're just like, okay, we're just going to have to figure it out. But yeah. it's, it's one of those things. So I've, I've kind of learned, um, I, I'm, I'm trying. 
it, okay. it's, I'm trying to, and she okay. kind of wants me to learn more, but um, you know, it's so, hard. So I don't know how you feel about Italian restaurants, like, like nice Italian restaurants, you know? Yeah. Um, what is your, if any, it's hard for us to really, really dedicate ourselves to a good Italian restaurant only because, you know, we both cook Italian. My wife makes a better red sauce than I do. And Ooh. there's red and there's pizza dishes that she and I have made that I would take over multiple pizza places that I've had, including the one tonight, which I'll never go to again, but I won't mention their name because there's no reason for that. However, yeah, you know, so it's hard when you cook that stuff and you know, and it's in your family, like, yeah, you, there's no way you would go out and order a lasagna that would be better than the one that you are used to having, you know? No. So like, yeah. what, what would be your go-to if you did go to like a nice Italian restaurant, like not to play it safe necessarily, but like, I'm mm-hmm. not not going to take this much of a risk because if these people suck, like I'm not going to have this meal ruined for me. You know what I mean? So we actually do have one that we go to a lot and my grandmother loves it. We've had parties there. Um, do you know Pizza Beat on Central Avenue? I abs- I've, I, that's where I met you to give you the Oh my God, sauce. that is where you met me. <gasps> you oh were, my God. I gave you the bottle of hot sauce and you, I'm like, where are you? You're like, I'm at Pizza Beat on Central. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. 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 We love Pizza Beat. We really? um, just started going like probably at this point, probably like five years ago, but we started going and just on a whim, like, oh, let's just go to Pizza Beat. Like, we, you know, we don't know what we want. Let's get pizza, whatever. Right. We went and then immediately we were like, ooh, this is good stuff. Like, this right. is like legit Italian food. And then we like took my grandmother and, you know, we started taking everyone else we had my mother's surprise 65th birthday there. Like, nice. and everyone who came to the party had never been to that restaurant. Everyone was raving about the food. They were like, sure. this is like legit Italian. Have you ever had it? No, I've never, I still never been. You gotta go. They have really, really good food. Their sauce is like so good. It's, and, and that, that makes or breaks an Italian. I was going to say, that's what bothers me because we take so much pride in our sauce like whether it's the one, like we love the sauces that we can just let cook for two hours because they taste way better. But even yeah. if it's one that I'm throwing together in 20 minutes after I'm home from work or something like that, even those are pretty damn good. And yeah. even like variations of it, not the same recipe every time. And it's hard for us to go to a place like tonight, the shitty pizza that we had, it was the sauce. It was like, it was just, it was a yeah. grandma's pie. It's always it's, the sauce. It, and it was just the fucking sauce was disgusting. And I'm like, yo, and I think people just, they, they overdo it with the sugar sometimes. And yeah. if, if you do put sugar in your red sauce, which I know that sounds crazy to people listening, but it's actually a big, big thing in Italian is they use to sweeten it a little bit. Yeah. I stopped doing that just because I found we like more um, kind of like salty and like spicy. So I, do, I use mm, more okay. bases of like uh, red chili flakes and garlic a lot in the base, you know? Okay. And, um, yeah. usually, I mean, usually for, uh, and that, and anyway, I'm not going to go through the recipe. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the whole thing is the sauce, like you said, is what makes or breaks a place. And it it's, it's weird because that's such a basic thing that you would think people could pump out, but it really, mm-hmm. it really, you really can't, no, it makes oh, or breaks a place. It makes or breaks it. And it, it, maybe it is also just growing up Italian and there's such a, like so much pride yeah. and emphasis on like that's the true. gravy. And I mean, like really to us right now, like you dicks, like yeah. nobody cares about sauce. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, my favorite is when I was, uh, I think I was in college and I was working, I was working, I used to work at an assisted living home and I must've just said gravy referring to my grandmother's red sauce. And one of the nurses was like, ew, you put gravy on your pasta. And I was like, no, I put gravy on my macaroni. What are you talking about? And he's like, what? And then like a bunch of the other nurses were like, no, she's Italian. Like they call gravy red sauce. And he was like, 
what? I've never heard this. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, it's true. Um, But yeah, the red sauce, the marinara, whatever you want to call it, makes or breaks it. I mean, my grandmother's sauce is like legendary and I swear we could just like drink it. Like it's that good that you're just like, I could just sit here and just like drink a mason jar full of your sauce. Absolutely. So good. What I, and what I started doing, which uh, my parents didn't do a lot is in the base of the sauce, right? Um, If I have time, I usually do like half of a small onion. I do garlic. I do red chili flakes and oil. And then I put in the tomato paste. Once the tomato paste kind of gets thick, I put in like about a half a cup of red wine and I cook out the alcohol and do red wine in the base. After that, I put in the sauce. It is like life-changing. And whatever wine you use, whatever wine you use in the base, pair that with the pasta and that's what you drink. Fucking perfect. Amazing. But yeah. Ooh, okay. When I start to make my own sauce, I will let you know and I'll try it. I'm telling it you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, really I should, good. I should start doing live cook-alongs. Um, you know, that would be, that'd be, you should actually, that would be so cool. You know, have like a, have like a live cook-along where you have to uh, like my, actually my old boss, a friend of mine texted me and came up with this idea. And at first I was like, I don't know if I could do that. And then I was thinking about it. He said, he goes, what if it was like, you know, you got, uh, you know, ing- you told the people what ingredients to get during the day. They filmed themselves getting the ingredients and then you cook together live later. I'm like, yeah, that could, that could actually be kind of cool. But um, yeah. okay. So, so we covered that now. Yes. Bring food back into radio. This may sound strange, but, mm-hmm. and I don't mean this as far okay. as, uh, I don't mean this as far as like watching your weight. I mean it more as digestion and you'll understand why. Did you have to watch what you eat while you're on radio? <laughs> because, because, you can't be chugging seltzer and eating potato chips all day if it's going to make you gassy and burpy in front of a microphone. Or maybe you just have an indestructible stomach and you can. I don't know. But one, does um, it? I do not. Stuff? Okay. One, does it affect stuff like that? And two, were you just like drinking a bunch of coffee and water because you're like, I can't afford to have like in the middle of a bucket and do that, you know, like where you're talking through a burp, um, you know, in the middle of like a like, <laughs> show? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so I think it may affect you in a different way. Okay. And I think it would basically uh, you can't drink too much water because like you need to go to the bathroom at specific times. Ah, okay. So yeah. like, <laughs> as far as like food goes, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter at least for me specifically. I mean, I don't know about other people, but um, like I usually do drink like a lot of coffee and a lot of water. And usually I'm, I'm always standing Right. Actually, which um, not everyone does, but I stand up when no, I'm that's live smart. because that's I smart just actually though. Yeah. yeah. So I stand up, and it also gives me a different energy when I'm standing up. And I'm Italian. We just said I talk with my hands, so it gives yeah, me a whole thing. Do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You do like um, a point, you know? It's like that's like. You yep. Know. Oh, I point to no. I, I once side note. I had someone walk in once on me doing a, a break, and I must have gestured to an imaginary person, and I turned on the music, and they said, "Who did you just talk to? What did you just do?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know. I just did it." Um, but the reason I say like drinking water and stuff is because there are certain breaks at certain times, right? And then there's music. So if there is a break and then I have like two songs and I need to run out of the office to go down the hall to the bathroom, there have been times where I've like had to run because I have to get back for a break. Yeah. So it's more like in timing that and just being aware of that because like if I know there's like three songs and I have to look at the, because on a radio log, it gives you the time of everything. So I would have to like be like, okay, the song is three minutes. The song is four minutes. The song is two. Okay. I have nine minutes. Can I make it there and back? Cause the bathroom, at least at my station was like 
out of, you had to go out of the studios, out of the office, out of the entire area and then down a hallway. Uh, so it's not like you can just pop out. So I guess it affects you in, in that way. I don't know. I could see the, the seltzer thing being an issue. I just, but, I was thinking um, about that. Cause I'm like, if you eat fries and fried chicken and seltzer, like you're going to, yeah. you're going to have, you're going to like, you're going to be burping and shit. Yeah. And you can't do that. Well, if you also be on a I will there. say, yeah, I will say there have been times where I, um, this, this will probably fit in with that then. Okay. I had like hot Cheetos or something like as a snack. I was like, I don't really want like a, cause I usually won't do like a full meal if I'm doing a show. Okay. Like I'll just like take snacks or drink water and then I'll eat after. Um, I don't know why I think it's just more of like a focus thing, right. but I'll like have a snack. And so I had like hot Cheetos and then I had a break coming up and my mouth was like on fire <laughs> and I was like chugging water. And I still could tell that I sounded like a, at least to me, probably no one noticed yeah. it, but I sounded like a little weird because my tongue was down. So I probably was saying something like, Danielle, <laughs> like, so things like that. Like, it's, it's almost like when they say, um, the other thing, when I first started doing um, more regular professional radio, I would have like a yogurt for lunch and then I would go to do my thing. And I learned from some people at that radio station that that's not the best thing to do for your voice beforehand, gotcha. because if you ever notice when you eat yogurt, it like coats your throat in a, like a weird way. Yeah, it does. Not in like a, not in the way that like a throat coat tea would or something like not in like a honey way. It kind of right. like has like a film over your throat. Uh, so when you're speaking, you're not going to get the full clarity of your voice. It's going to kind of sound a little, the enunciation as yes. we do in radio. Yes. Um, you know, or you're just going to, the tone is going to be different. Like it's gotcha. just not going to be as clear or as crisp. So there's certain things I feel like, and I don't know if that's just me or things that I've been taught, you know, I could be saying this and radio people are listening. Like that's not true. Like she doesn't know what she's talking about. Personally for me, I've just, I've been told these things and I've learned these things. Um, I try to stick with water and coffee, which is just basically like what I, water, coffee and wine is just like my, you know, major things that I more coffee than anything else. But <laughs> Um, yeah. So I think it just affects you in different ways. And, um, you, you learn to, uh, you know, not chug water when you have like, uh, you know, uh, 30 seconds left of a song and you're like, right, Oh, exactly. I have to talk in 30 seconds. Cause then you're going to be stuck there talking for, you know, God knows. How yeah. Long. And then if you have to like pee really badly, you're going to rush through the break. And then right. it's just like, it's going to sound like I have to pee. And so it's like, well, what do I do? <laughs> and you can't pee there. Cause it's a lot of expensive equipment, Chris. You just can't, you can't just go on the floor. Right. Really Although maybe they should start inventing something that's attached to the seat, but then nobody would ever get breaks. I don't know. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, don't put that out in the universe. <laughs> no, because then some idiot's going to hear it and be all, like, "Yeah, somebody's going to hear." Hey, sharks! Yeah, I have exactly. an idea for you. It's like, hi, sharks. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they're going to be like, "I want a fifty percent stake in this." <laughs> so no productivity will go up. Bathroom breaks will go down. Oh, Only God. you can prevent bathroom breaks. <laughs> Honestly, oh, we God. should capitalize on this now. That I'm should, I don't should. know if you should put this in the podcast. I feel like we should put, someone's going to steal this idea. Probably, yeah. Just to have Robert be like, I love it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but then Lori will be like, oh my God, this would kill in Bed Bath & Beyond. Like, so as you know, QVC, like she has to mention that. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the scrub daddy though? The that scrub was daddy is, I know. He is a zaddy. That's what that was is. That was insane. I When I first I got that, I was like, there's no way this freaking bullshit works and then i bought it and i was like oh my god this like, freaking this bullshit is... works yeah yes. i'm like this is insane i see why this sold so much yes oh god all right so that and i bet you thought there were no food related radio i know i'm very look impressed that. that was like yeah. look at that, that prep and that borderline a stretch but you know what i was like i i think I, I, that would make sense 
<laughs> it works. It works. So, all right, let's, uh, before we come to the, the, I don't want to say the decline because that has a negative connotation, the resolution as they taught us in English class, um, or the, uh, what do they call it? The falling action. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, one, uh, wow. I, I told you, creative writing. Um, so Throwback. if you could have one, I've started asking this question to a few of my guests who also have shows. My last guest hosts a live Instagram show called Mike Tales. He just had on um, from Chopped, um, oh my God, um, uh, Manit uh, Churan, uh, the Indian, you know, the chef from Chopped. She's like the- Indian Oh, yeah, yeah. He just had her on his Instagram live and made cocktails with her and drank with her and like interviewed her for an hour. That is so cool. Blown away completely. Anyway, so I had him on and a few other people that do shows. And my thing was like, if you could have one person on your show, yours would be back to basic, dead or alive. Yeah. All right. Anytime in history, anytime in history, dead or alive, one guest, who would it be? And even if it was somebody who's alive now, like what time period in their life, you know, like obviously you wouldn't want to interview, like, you know, you wouldn't want to interview like necessarily let's say Britney Spears like now maybe you'd want to interview her in like 99 you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah or maybe not I don't know but oh shit I just Ooh. all right sorry it's okay I do it all the time That's all. um oh god I I feel like my mind like without me really putting much thought into it and I'm not trying to say that in the way of me like just blowing off your question just right. like someone who yeah. popped into my head no, like your first instinct yeah um I would say like a Marilyn Monroe because i feel like she first of all iconic Ooh, a marilyn monroe or like a princess die like a princess diana because i feel like they were two very obviously very infamous iconic women they were both very heavily scrutinized in the media they were judged for almost everything they did right and both unfortunately and like met tragic ends yeah and early in their lives so. early in their lives yeah. and you know i think that there would be like a lot of power in speaking to them especially say it was like now like 2020 yeah. like speaking to them now because they were dealing with so much pressure then like and i feel like we could learn a lot from them like from them and also learn a lot going back to what you were saying before about like kindness and how to treat people right and how to not judge People like don't judge Marilyn Monroe by her, you know, how she looks because, you know, she was actually like such a brilliant person. And so like, I think that I really love the idea of speaking to people that were unfairly judged and like, you know, like iconic because of it, but it's like, you know, it kind of going back to basics. Um, But like finding out who they really are, like who was Princess Diana? Like we didn't really get a chance to know, like who was Marilyn Monroe? Like, you know, there's so many stories where we hear like about them, but I feel like talking to them and being like, so how did you really feel when they're saying this about you? And like the entire world thinks that you're, you know, ruining the relationship of, you know, a president's family and like yeah. whatever else it was, you know, I feel like that would be like my, that would be like, those would be like my, you know, first instinct. First if I had to like really think about it, I'm sure I've come up with like 50 people. Like I probably <laughs> yeah. want to interview every single member of InSync if I'm being honest, but yeah, exactly. You know, those would be like my, my, like, you know, okay. I wake up in the morning. Ooh, Norma Jean, let's chat. Okay. Yeah. That is, the, hey, that is, that is as good as an answer as I could get for a question. Like that is awesome. So, Oh, thanks. Right. So as we start to come to a close, um, I do this, I do this with all my guests. All right. Okay. Um, we were in chemistry class together you remember grade school pretty well in grade school. 
Uh, shout out to Mr. Reynolds, by the way. Oh yes, Fucking oh my man. god. He's uh, still friends with him on social media. I've seen him a couple times after high school. He was the fuck. He's the man. Anyway, I loved his um, class. Yeah, he's amazing. So great school. Big yes. game. Big game from the time you're in middle school up until God knows when. Fuck Mary Kill. Right. I do this Ooh. with all of my guests, but fuck Mary Kill with food. So okay. one dish that you would just have like a dirty one night stand with and then just be okay with not having it for a while and probably feel horrible in the morning. Uh, <laughs> a dish that you would want for the rest of your life every evening, no matter what, and a dish that you could just never, that you would just do without for the rest of your life, like never have okay. again. Okay. So, Which one do you want me to do first? I don't care. I, I do fuck first. Okay. Um, ooh. If I'm being honest, it would probably have to be some sort of like very big ice cream Sunday dessert. And here's oh, why. Nobody's done dessert yet. Okay. That's okay. Great. But here's why. Because I really I stick to a mostly like non-dairy diet. And um it would just be amazing just to have like a, one of those giant, you know, like you see on Instagram, oh, like the God. giant ice cream sundaes from, like, with black, like like black tap. Yeah, just, like, like oh, with just God. everything on it. And oh. like I know it's bad for me. Like I know it's gonna suck, but like so good. And then I'd be okay with being like, okay, now I can do non-dairy ice cream forever. Because honestly, there's, yeah. there's good alternatives now. So it's not yeah, like I'm missing exactly. too much, but that would just be, that would be like that one. So I would okay. fuck like a giant ice cream sundae. Okay. I'm going to take that sound bit, what you just said, by the way, and just play it. Please, like, please like, do. Like, I, I would fuck a giant sundae. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the sound bit. Quote Danielle Costa. <laughs> yeah. just ruin, ruin your radio career. All right. Um, or help it. That could totally it. help it. <laughs> or help it. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Uh, Mary, something mm. that you could eat every night or at least once a day for the rest of your life. Okay. Breakfast, um, lunch, dinner, doesn't matter. Oh, okay. God. Yeah. What yeah it doesn't have to be dinner. You, know? you just went, you yeah. just went dessert. Nobody's done dessert yet. So you can go wherever you want. This could be a okay, snack. Well, I don't care. I do have a snack that I would eat every single day. Yeah, and I, that, there that has, counts. there has been a period of time where I probably did. Okay. And then I stopped because it's not the best thing to do. But I mentioned it before, um, Hot Cheetos. Oh, hell yeah. I actually, it's funny Ugh. you mentioned that. I have a, a coworker of mine posted this on Facebook last night and I ranted about it. And she gave me some today. Hot, uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos came out with popcorn. Yes, it is so, so good. She gave, me a, she gave me some of her bag today and, in a Ziploc and I'm going to try it for the first time. And I'm it's good. excited. You should um, post that on your Instagram because it's good. I don't have the bag. I see it looks sketchy in like a Ziploc a little bit. So it's like, so you're it's like, like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. People be like, did she make it at home? Like, no. Um, but yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that. I, we, I'm, I, we are, we love Flamin' Hot Cheetos. That's oh, like, they're, oh, my, I never used to. And then one day I tried them and I was like, this is the they're best just, thing. They're amazing. They are insane. The best thing ever. And I don't do it a lot because I know it's like not the best thing to do, yeah. but there's just something about it that it's just like, you could polish off one of those giant bags Absolutely. so easily, so quickly, so easily. And I love, I don't know, this is going to make me sound crazy, but I love when it's like the first one hits your tongue and it's like super spicy and then you just keep going because if oh, you yeah. stop, the spice is going to be too much. So you yeah. have to keep going and yeah, it's just like, it that's, you out. Yeah. yes. And that's how you finish an entire bag and you're like, oh, mm. so I would marry hot Cheetos. There you go. Another side. Yeah. Um, and all right. So that one's very on brand. So it is. Yeah. Very on brand. Uh, the last one. The last one is just never, you could just live without it for the rest of your life. It could be something that you tried one, something that you have eaten a lot, but now you just hate anything. Um, I can give you one I've never had and I will never have. That's fine. It's kind of a um, food group, I guess. Okay. Fish. Really? Yeah. Not I am, sushi. 
I, if I eat sushi, I love sushi, but I love like vegetarian sushi, like avocado, okay. cucumber, sweet potato. Okay. Um, I've, have you, have I've, you had California rolls? Because California no. rolls, all right, so California rolls, you can order those because it's uh, not real crab. It's, imi- it's called imitation crab. So okay. it's not, this is going to sound gross, but it's not. They take composite of like other pieces of fish, basically. Just like, just like, it's, a, imagine it like a hot dog. Hot dogs okay. are basically just shit. I'm sorry, but like they are. I mean, I only eat kosher hot dogs okay well that's <laughs> gets me not everyone because they're beef you. they're beef yeah i know not everyone's is not everyone's as bougie as you but hot dogs my boyfriend's are- jewish okay i <laughs> eat half kosher <laughs> that's good um, but like hot dogs are just like composite stuff so this imitation crab they use is like a bunch of other kinds of fish but it doesn't taste like fish it's more of a texture so when you're out when you're feeling daring when you've got a thing of soy sauce try yeah. a california roll and what you're going to notice is that it's a different texture almost like tofu but it okay. doesn't have that fishy smell that okay hate you know what i mean so okay, maybe i'll try that yeah. one time Look, eat like one beast you don't like it you can call me an asshole i'll never try it again so yeah, i'll literally like, like text yeah. you like chris yeah i can't believe you did this pop one in your mouth and be like you son of a bitch yeah right <laughs> let me do that I mean, I've had tuna in the past, yeah. like tuna salad or whatever. Well, like, no, have you had like tuna fish or like real tuna? Like um, tuna fish, okay. like, cause it was like probably when I was younger. Um, but I've never had any, and I stopped really eating tuna. I just, I kind of, I joke that I live by the Nemo diet of life, like fish are friends, <laughs> not food. Okay. So You're the I just- You're opposite of a, what is it? A, a pres- no, no, no. Not Presbyterian. What is it? Uh, the, oh, um, like a pescatarian. Uh, pes- yeah, pescatarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, kind of. I so like when growing up, like my sister hated fish, and she was is I think still allergic to a lot of shellfish. Okay. So it was. I think it started probably as me just being like, I want to be like my older sister, and like, ew, fish is gross. And then it just turned into like, oh no, like I really just don't want to eat fish, and okay. I just don't like the smell like my brother-in-law used to work for a fish place and yeah. like so he would always that it would be that fishy smell that you're just like oh my god please just like leave me alone yeah like don't come near me well it's funny um, enough too because like real good fresh fish does not have a. that's the problem is it does i know not have a fishy smell like if you were ever gonna just be like fuck it i'll try one if you're at a sushi place not a piece of sushi it's sashimi it's just straight fish but it's a very specific type of tuna a lot of places sometimes don't even have it Okay. It goes okay. for about 80 to hundred, $120 a pound. Wow. Um, as you know, tunas that come out of the ocean are like 800 pounds. Yeah. The very specific, they're, they're more like cows, like steak at that point. There's a very specific part of the abdomen, kind of like the belly that's called Toro, T-O-R-O. Okay. Okay. A little piece of sashimi will run you about $7. It does not taste like tuna. It tastes like butter almost i'm not Ooh. kidding i'm not kidding it does not smell like fish okay if it's, good, if it's a good toro and that that will help if you ever want to be adventurous you don't have to because you know you can say fuck fish whatever but <laughs> that if you're gonna do it yeah do go that. with the best quality because like i said good fresh fish does not smell fishy like these restaurants like you know la bernadette and places in the city that are famous for being seafood restaurants yeah they get these styrofoam containers of fish that came out of the ocean a day or two before they smell like nothing but salt water that's what fresh fish is supposed okay. to taste like and they have guys whose specific jobs are to completely butcher a fish much like they do a huge pig or a cow to where they yeah. get the exact like meat just just the meat no extra bones no film nothing they spend hours trimming this fish up so if you're ever going to try and venture i would suggest go bougie and do it right because it might it might introduce you because we're used to like tuna fish in a can which i reluctantly eat 
but it's not like a, something I would voluntarily choose, especially. And if something is yeah. too fishy, like the smell, like you said, I can't do it. Like I just no, I it, it just completely turns me. Yeah, off. I can't do it. I mean, you know, Chicken of the Sea, like Jessica Simpson throwback, like yeah, I've done that. I just, I just still can't. And I think I also probably somewhere in like my childhood trauma, like digging deep back into my you know brain, um, when you go to like the grocery stores and they have like the oh, fish yeah. on the ice and you see the fish face i think i just like got traumatized by it and i just couldn't do it i mean i now i also i mean i I still eat meat but i rarely eat meat i'm not like a huge meat person and i don't eat another thing i don't eat i don't really eat like pork okay which is not just because my boyfriend is kosher it just happened to work out that way (laughs) okay yeah it just happened to work out that way um but i so I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, okay. maybe one day I'll do it. I just, I think that it's also just been something that's like ingrained in my head so much okay. that it's kind of like, I see it and I'm like, I can't so, really do it. So I, so I got to ask, is your boyfriend, and this is, may seem weird, but is he like Jewish or is he like Jew-ish? Like, or is no, he like, he's Jewish. Okay. So he's Jewish. Have he's, you, he keeps kosher. Okay. So have you had matzo ball soup yet? Yes, of course. Fan? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. That's like that's something that an Italian household you'll never have. We don't grow up. Yeah. With it, obviously. No. You know? Or like, well, I mean, there are Italian Jews. That was mean, but like. Uh, this, <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like something that I even mentioned to that somebody once, and they were like, "What?" But yeah. Like you know. So okay. no. Well, actually, my grandmother loves buying matzah, like the crackers, like the actual matzah. We used to have, yeah, we used to have those in my house, just like the yeah. crackers themselves. Yeah, she loves that. Like whenever Passover comes around and it's like in the supermarkets all the time, like she loves matzah. Like so, I did grow up eating matzah. Okay. Because like you know she loves that, but yeah, matzah ball soup is amazing, and like he's obviously turned me on to other things. Like I've had like other food with his family. Um, But yeah, he keeps kosher. So it just kind of works out because uh, one of his friends once did ask like, she's Italian and you're kosher. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Like food wise. And he literally was like, she's like not, he, she's kosher, not on purpose. Like she's, she is kosher without trying to be kosher. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, she doesn't eat pork. She doesn't eat shellfish. Like she, does eat primarily like you know not as much regular meat right. um i mean when you're kosher i don't know if you know you can eat meat it's yes, just I like certain be, yeah, types certain, yeah yeah um like i don't really eat a lot of red meat um if i go out a lot of times i'll choose like more of a vegetarian option right. so like it's it's really funny because he'll just be like she's like involuntarily kosher so it I just know. kind of works out yeah exactly. so you know i mean it's one time in college I tried to be a vegetarian um, and then I got home and my grandmother forced fed me pork. So it was like, she was like, no, you have to eat this. And it was like, it was the kind of pork I'm sure, you know, like the pork that tastes like chicken and it was oh, just yeah. like buttery. Like, so yeah. I was kind of like, okay, fine. And occasionally I'll dabble in that if she makes it. Cause it's one right. of those things that you're like, okay, it's, it's not, it's amazing. I, you I can't a lot, a lot, a lot of the stuff that we grew up with too. It's not like, like pork chops, right? The pork chops as I've gotten more into food and learning more about it and reading more about it and in just researching a lot of stuff that we grew up with is not the proper way to eat these things. Like yep. pork chops. I don't know if you know this, like pork chops, what color, like the, the boneless pork chops, what color are those in the store? When you got them, it looks like a piece of chicken, right? They're yeah. like, they're like beige pork is not supposed to be beige. Okay. Real pork chops, good quality, fresh pork chops have, yeah. a, have a bone. And if they don't have a bone, they were cut off a bone directly, not a freaking loin that sat there for God knows how long. And they are pink or red. 
That is what real pork chops are supposed to taste like. If you cook them properly too, they do not taste like pork. It tastes like a whole other thing that you hadn't had. Now, granted, Interesting. the plain white pork chops, which we have all the time because my yeah. wife, she makes this like cherry pepper uh, pork dish that is just insane. But anyway, um, that kind of pork may be more nutritious as far as like not having as much fat. But okay. the fat in the other pork chops on the bone, that's kind of what gives it the flavor, you know? I mean, that's yeah. why like, that's why you ever, um, like, um, fuck is it called uh, uh, uh kobe beef you read kobe yeah beef? okay yep. so kobe beef is so expensive because unlike a regular steak where you get this huge streak of just fat kobe beef uh these cows are kept in their own private stalls they are given massages um they are uh i've heard rumors that they're even pleasured um they are, are you given, serious yeah they are given beer they live a very good life and they are pampered and what happens with that is that a piece of Kobe steak or beef or patty looks like a piece of granite or marble, meaning the fat is completely evenly distributed throughout the entire meat, and wow. it's not these huge slabs of fat, which is also why a pound of it can cost you thirteen hundred dollars. Um, so, it's, cool. Yeah, okay. Ag- so, you know, no, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I've been saying Kobe wagyu beef. I've been meaning wagyu. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Wagyu is what I mean. Wagyu. Wow. Beef, like that. That's what. That's why that stuff like that is so expensive. The problem is we are so used to things like where you would eat a piece of fish or pork and it would just be fucking like some horrible shop, right? Grocery brand. And you were just like, this is disgusting. You know? So like much like you, we've definitely cut down a lot on meat. And I think the reason is not just because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, there are some health benefits if you eat less red meat, but also if you get, if you source it a little bit better and you care about the quality, we've kind of tried to focus more on that, you know, where it's like, all of our produce dishes, like we try to get as much fresh produce as we can, you know? Um, and we, it's, it's just, it, it does matter what you put in your body. You know, like I used to, I used to never buy fresh carrots. I just thought they look cool with the freaking stems, but like every, every time, unless I'm like making a salad that I need shredded carrots for, I usually get the organic bunches of carrots. Um, because it just, sometimes they don't need to be those like crunchy, crazy hard ones that have been stored. They're almost like a little bit softer, but they have a better flavor. And it's like, I've noticed as I've gotten older that what you put in your body actually matters. And I think that's part of also why you just choose not to eat some things. Cause it's like, you know, you're just, you don't want to go out of your way to source a fucking $20 thing of pork just to uh, be okay with it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, that's like so interesting too, because, um, obviously like I just said, like kosher meat, is is more expensive because it has to do with the way that the animal is killed and right. it has to do with being blessed so right. it it is also better quality so like right. if i'm with him i can taste a difference in the meat you know what i mean right. like and so if i cook with him we obviously would buy like kosher chicken or whatever but um it's just you can taste the difference or like do you know um like ben's deli yeah okay so like love them if you go and you get like a turkey sandwich, the turkey right. is so fresh and it's so good. And you, it's like weird. Like, I feel like you wouldn't realize it, but you taste a difference in the yeah. quality of it. Absolutely. And it's like better than if you just go, like you said, like to, you know, stop and shop and you go to their like little deli aisle and you just pick up a thing of like Oscar Mayer turkey. Like yeah, you exactly. taste the difference. Right. Like I really can't do like packaged turkey because I can taste that it's packaged, right. which like is like any, weird. Any, but yeah, any turkey that we've gotten, even if it has been from a deli, I always get it sliced on the spot. I, yeah. I've, I stopped getting like pre-packaged, like mass, oh, pre- yeah. mass produced pre-packaged turkey. We stopped getting that years ago. Like every deli meat or anything that we've gotten, I either, I go to the counter 
right? And I'm like, slice me a pound of that. And you point in the counter to the fucking huge chunk that you want. Yep. You see it as a whole and you could tell what it is. And you're yeah. like, I, w- I want sliced fresh that, not yeah. the stuff that's been sitting with preserves inside of the shrink wrap for God knows how many months. Yeah. Um, you know, There's so a difference. There is a difference. Yeah. And like, it's just people, I don't know. Some people, look, some people don't care and that's fine. Yeah. And that's but fine. Like, you do you. I've said this before. Like my cousin is a huge uh, like nutrition person. He's a fitness mm-hmm. guy. He does social media. He does like YouTube videos and like Wing Chun, like all that stuff. And he told me years ago when I was talking to him about like eating better and stuff, he was like, I said this on a previous podcast too. He was like, just look at like the ingredients on something. He was like, if something has more than like three ingredients or four ingredients, don't eat it. And if it has anything you can't pronounce or you don't recognize, yeah. don't eat it. Like you wouldn't think about this, right? But like a can of beans, right? If you look at the ingredients on a can of beans, there are two or three ingredients. There's beans, water, salt. That is yep. it. You know, beans, as much as they may, you know, clear a room, they are actually pretty freaking nutritious and you can get a lot of protein from them. Oh yeah. I know I'm sounding like a vegan right now, but I don't care. And, uh, Hey, it's true. Not that I hate vegans, but you know, whatever. Anyway, but, um, it's just, I think anyway, all wrapping it all up. I think it's as we've gotten older, um, and as a society in general, I think people are starting to care a little bit more about where, something is coming from and what's going in your body because it turns into you, you know, you yeah. eat it. And it like, you know, like I get that everyone's sorry to be gross for a minute. I know everybody craps things out, but like, you don't realize that nutrition and proteins and stuff stay in your body. Yeah. And, you know, so if it's going to go through your blood, you should probably in your stomach and your digestive system, you should probably yeah. care about what goes in your body. hundred um, percent. Looking at labels, it, dude. Yeah. I know. Seriously. And as preachy as that was, which I didn't mean for, sorry. Um, no, I mean, it's true. Like I, <laughs> I've started looking at labels more too, honestly, because because I started dating my boyfriend because certain things have hidden dairy and certain things have hidden. So like there are certain labels on things that say like dairy or kosher or whatever, or you have to look, if those don't have that, you have to look in the ingredients. Cause like you said, like certain beans, it you go to the very bottom and it's like, you know, some sort of powdered milk situation. And you're like, why is there milk in my beans? But like it, that happens. So it's, it's really important. And it's really taught me to do that as well. I know. I mean, the best thing you can do, especially with beans, is believe it or not, buy the dried ones because oh, okay. you control how much water that's and salt true. goes in. That's like, that I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to do it. It's like, even if you like make your own fresh pasta, I mean, the only difference is like making fresh pasta, as I'm sure you've done, ravioli, stuff like that. It's great. But I don't know, like OG Italians use dry pasta and Italians use All dry the time. pasta. You know what I mean? Like All the time. not every Italian works at Marea in the city. Like they're not going to be making fresh pasta every night. They all use that dry pasta. Right, that takes the, time. That takes time. No, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I agree. Like my grandmother, that amazing lasagna, like that you would think came from a five-star restaurant. Like right. it's dried pasta. Yeah, like it's dried, dried pasta, pasta noodles. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And like with the dried pasta and then the store-bought ragoth and like, yeah. you know, that's how we say it, ragoth. Ragoth, yeah. Ragoth. We caught the cheese. Yeah, the mat- or uh, mozzarella. Any of those fun, it, fun yeah. cheeses. Mozzarella. Mozzarella, <laughs> pasta oh, fagioli. Forget about it. Uh, I sometimes forget that I have an accent. My godmother lives in Colorado. Um, oh, really? Yeah, she's Jewish, ironically, living in a oh. place that has giant crosses on the hills. <laughs> so good nice. for her. But um, yeah, she uh, yeah. When when I go out to visit her, she's always just like, God, you, you sound like such a New Yorker. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't hear it. But then we don't hear it. Mm-hmm. It comes out sometimes, especially now when I'm driving home from work in the Bronx and I'm yelling at people. I just I I listen. To it myself. comes out. I'm like, is this an episode of freaking Sopranos? Which just happened. I was like, yeah, God. like. Oh, it comes out sometimes. And it yeah. specifically comes out when I say certain, like if I'm saying like, I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee. Like I'm like, right. who coffee. am I? Yeah, what is coffee? Like, I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what's qual-? like people like when, cause my radio stations in Connecticut. So sometimes in the beginning they would like make fun of me. Cause oh, I would be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to go get some water. And they're like, what? Water. I'm like, water. Yeah. yeah water. Not water. I'm not going to go drink a glass of water. Water. Gonna- you want water? It's like, what's water? No, I'm going to get water. Like yeah, it's just, it's, uh, it is what it is. We make it work. I know. So, all right. Well, Miss Danielle Costa, thank you. Yes, sir. So, 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 so much. Um, take the last uh, little bit. Floor is yours. You can plug the podcast back to basic guys every Wednesday. Plug any social media platforms you have, any shows you're on, places you work for. It's all yours. Go ahead. Ooh, oh my God, the floor is mine. What should I do? Should I take over the podcast? Go ahead. It's no longer. It's no longer spicy memories with Captain no. Cook. Um, yeah. So I am Danielle. You can follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. Um, I post a lot of my radio stuff and everything there. I'm on Star ninety nine point nine on the weekends. Shameless plug. You can listen to me. Um, and then my podcast, Back to Basic Podcast. Like Chris said, we get back to basic every single Wednesday, and you can hear Chris on it as well. To go, you know go listen to that. Um, you can follow us at back to basic podcast on Instagram. We are on Apple. We are on Spotify. And if you want anything else, you want the podcast, you want to hear some of my radio stuff, any other interviews, you can also check out my website, daniellemariacosta.com. And guys, I will put all of that in the description in Spotify. When I post it on social media platforms, it'll be in that. Danielle, thank you again so much. I'm going to stop the recording in a minute. Thank you. you. This has been episode 11, uh, episode 12. We'll have a great guest. Don't know who it is yet, but I promise you won't regret it. Maybe. Can't promise anything. That's how life is. Uh, Guys, stay classy. Danielle, thank you again. Thank you so much, Chris. And we will see you next time.